Okay. <clears throat> All right, ready? Yep. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Are you ready now? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I really want to clear my throat again. <laughs> I know, I need you. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Ready. Welcome to Yes Mother, a podcast where Emily and I are talking about things that we've been watching recently during this coronavirus thing we're all going through. <laughs> <laughs> Hope everyone's staying healthy. Yes, me too. How about you? How are things with you? Great. I hope I sound better. Sounds like I do. Sue said I did. Sounds. I got a new headset. Way better. Way better. Couldn't have sounded much worse. <laughs> you didn't listen to it. <laughs> Sue didn't listen to our podcast. <laughs> oh, but she did talk to me, so she heard it. I heard it. Yes. So, nope. This sounds way better. So, yay. Good, because I I almost didn't want to put that one out. Because, yeah, sorry guys that we took so long to do one and then it sucked. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're gonna try again. Yes. So this is we're just gonna talk about stuff that we've been watching. We've got yeah, some... we're still kind of not really organized yet about what we want to do next. Yeah. We're going to do something. But we're just kind of like getting our feet wet again, podcasting. See how we can fit it into our lives. Exactly. Then maybe... I would love to do another podcast about just a show in particular, but I don't know what show. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we have some good suggestions, but yeah. I guess we just need to pick one and do it. Yeah. We need to we need to figure that out. So until then, we'll just kind of keep doing these little episodes, like little random what we've been watching, what you guys have been watching. Yeah, um, I got some good things from last time and stuff like that. Cool. All right. So, anything new in your life since we last talked that we need to banter about? <laughs> <laughs> Very little. Uh, we, me and my girls, went and met Cat down in Charleston and. Did a little coronavirus road trip to Savannah, Georgia, and that yeah. was fun. I know. Sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm happy you guys are doing that. Yeah, it was really fun. It was a lovely trip, and it was it was a good city to go that's, you know, when everything's closed, because it's just every block is another beautiful square you know, or an old cemetery, and 
right? Just get a little takeout, eat it in a park. That sounds lovely. That it was sounds, lovely. Yeah, that sounds nice. Walked around. We did go to the river walk and go into some stores with, you know, our masks on and whatever. We only ate inside one restaurant, and that was terrifying. Yeah. Um, that's I, the only restaurant I've eaten in since this all started. I haven't done that yet. Yeah. Just where we were, we had to do it. But we ate right by the door, and we were as fast as we could. Because <laughs> I know the exposure length that you're exposed to the virus counts. Right, right. Yeah. Anyways, a bar, like, at the end of the restaurant was, like, super crowded, and you're just like, oh, how are people doing this? Oh, man. Oh, wait, no, I have done that. Dad and I went and had sushi about a month ago. Oh, yeah, took that out. We were the only ones in the restaurant, (laughs) so. Oh, well, there you go. It felt okay. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so. Yeah, things for me haven't changed much. Still working from home. Still, we haven't done much camping. Because everyone who normally goes to other places is going camping now and taking our (laughs) spots. (laughs) 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 So frustrating. (laughs) But it's okay. I understand. They need to go somewhere too. So I'm not, you know. Yeah. We can share. (laughs) So, but yeah, certainly not doing as much camping as we have in the past because so many more people are camping and you cannot find a spot. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, it's. Yeah, even our, like, little secret spots other people are finding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully everyone gets sick of it when they can go vacation again. I hope so, because let me just put this little, um, like, public service announcement out there for those of you who normally don't camp. Clean up your freaking garbage. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to go camping, you know what's not cool is leaving dirty diapers in the fire ring for the next people to have to deal with. you got to be kidding me. No, I'm not kidding. We have found that. It is. People are so inconsiderate. You have no idea, Em. I mean, it's, it's always been kind of like, you know, you'll see like a couple beer cans or, you know, and you're just like, oh, really? Sure. But no, yeah. this year. It has been, we have found uh-huh. dirty diapers, dirty diapers in the fire pits. Oh. Like they get up to go in the morning and just throw all their trash in the fire pit. Wow. Yeah. Do you know how, who has to deal with that? The next the people next who, who want to go camping. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's disgusting. The trash, the, the dog poop, the, it, it is just ridiculous you know it's like well thanks for sharing our mountains that we've always enjoyed and just leaving them so gross it's it's so gross jeez don't you just want i don't know sometimes i just wish i lived in japan (laughs) 
People are so freaking courteous I there. Know. I, I don't understand it. I really don't. I hate our culture sometimes. <laughs> Take your trash with you. That's, you know, why would you go into our beautiful Uinta Mountains and leave it so gross? I agree. Doesn't you know, that like, like doesn't that setting just like make you want to be like environmental and yes and you know good. That's kind of what we do. <laughs> and like, respectful. When, whenever we take our dogs for walks, we always bring like a little bag and you know, we'll pick up that Bud Light can that's probably been there for a year, you know. I mean, we just yeah. kind of clean it up cuz we love going up there and but this year I have never, it is just, it makes us not want to go. It's so gross. Huh. It, yeah, people suck. So People do suck. They need to go back to their timeshares in Hawaii and Mexico. Get out of my mountains. <laughs> <laughs> You're not respecting them. <laughs> it just makes me so mad. <laughs> it's so gross. Yeah, it took us, the last time we went camping, it took us, like, an hour to, like, clean out and throw away everything that the previous people had left behind. Unbelievable. Yeah, it, just unbelievable. It was just ridiculous. So, anywho, <laughs> yeah, so, all right, well... Should we get started? Let's read some emails. All right. Um, do you want me to start with Harold's? Sure. Okay. So, Harold says, Hi, Sue and M. Since I last wrote, I'm still watching movies on the Criterion channel and haven't seen much else. I have liked what I've seen of Padma Lakshmi's new food travelogue series, Taste the Nation on Hulu, where she goes around the country tasting ethnic cuisines and talking about the immigrants behind the food. So far, I recommend the first episode where she goes to El Paso for Mexican food, and the third one where she talks about her roots in Indian food. Well, that sounds like a good show for you, Sue. <sighs> you know... Is it too interesting? <laughs> no. <laughs> <Here's>... <laughs> one thing I'm like dealing with during this whole COVID thing is I am no longer liking watching any kind of travel show or cooking show where they go to other places because I'm like, Aww. I'm never going to be able to go there now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I see. <laughs> where before uh, there was a chance that maybe I could right. go there. But now I'm just like. There's still a chance. No, they're not. <laughs> no. I know. I am not giving up hope. <laughs> I just, it just, it kind of gives me anxiety to watch other countries yeah, and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like. It, it is kind of weird to see like a group of people sitting around a table talking to each other. You're like, uh, dude, you guys I, shouldn't be doing that. It gives, and it was filmed like 10 years ago. Yeah. It gives me anxiety. Yes. I, I feel that like anytime I watch anything where there's like a group of people or people hugging, I'm like, ah. you know, even if, yeah, even if it was filmed like 10 years ago, like, it's like, it, oh, how young we were. I know. 
And this is only since what, like February? <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, it's so I... like thinking of dystopian <laughs> novels now that you've read, and you're like, this is how it starts. Like, it's like changing entirely, like overnight. Like, I am really having a hard time watching shows where they go to other countries. Because I'm like, well, I'm never going to go. <laughs> you know? That's all you have now, then. <laughs> I do not have that. I just figure it's going to take a year or so. Then it'll be fine. And I do. I do. I, I know that. I know this isn't forever, but like in my right now, yeah, I am. Why am I going to watch a show where someone goes to Norway? Because I am never going to go to Norway. <laughs> you, know? you had the added PTSD with the earthquake, but <laughs> <laughs> I think heightened all your anxiety. <laughs> well, and I also work in the travel industry where everyone's like. <laughs> freaked out and canceling and <laughs> it's like <laughs> true the travel industry is not a fun place to be right now <laughs> so <laughs> it's like <laughs> anywho I, I'm glad you like that show Harold <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but I have PTSD about travel shows right now. Um, <laughs> I can't even watch Rick Steves Europe, and I love that show. Uh, we're not even allowed in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're not allowed to go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. It's not even that I can't. It's like we're <laughs> banned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, <clears throat> he says, I also finished up the second season of Dead to Me, which overall took a serious dip in the second season, although the last two episodes were very good. This show surprised and delighted me throughout the first season, then in the second season, it went all in and overused TV tropes like previously never mentioned before identical twins. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch these. Hmm. I agree. I I wanted it to be good. Oh, you watched it? I did watch the whole second season, yes. And I, I, di I did enjoy it quite a bit. It's worth watching when I get around to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah, it it does have some tropes, like he says. But it's still really fun. I mean, Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini, is that her name? Yeah. They're still just so fun to watch together. And, and it does, it has some good, it has some good twists. It's good. Yeah, I, I, I think the first... Yeah, I think the first season's better, but yeah. Um, 
He says, the last thing I wanted to talk about was Tara's house. A few years ago, Matt mentioned on the Facebook group that he had just discussed the show with you guys. That turned out to be the last episode. (laughs) (laughs) At the time, I was intrigued and gave it a shot. And after some initial confusion, because it was not at all like an American reality show, I quickly became obsessed with it. I watched all the seasons that were available on Netflix, began listening to a podcast, and joined its Facebook group like I do. (laughs) (laughs) Last winter, I even signed up with a VPN so I could log into Japanese Netflix and get the episodes as they came out week by week instead of waiting a few months for them to appear on American Netflix. This, this show is so weird. Oh my gosh, Harold. That is quite a level level of obsession. <laughs> for like what sounds like the most boring show in the world. Wow. He goes on. He explains his obsession. Okay, so he says, for those of you unfamiliar with the concept, it is a Japanese reality show where six young men and women move into a nice home and live as roommates. They go on with their lives, including work, and the audience just watches them. No contest, no voting anyone off. Whenever a member decides to leave, they can and are replaced by a new cast member. They are also allowed to watch the show as it airs and participate in social media, so that, of course, can affect what they do on screen. Each episode has a few segments with a panel of six Japanese celebrities who react to what is happening on the show. The show promises that there is no script at all, which was a big selling point for me because so many American shows, so many American shows seem so fake. I became fascinated watching these people always wondering if some of the interactions were because of individual personality, cultural differences, or from knowing that they were on an internationally televised program. Usually about once a season, it would turn that at least a couple of cast members were in fact playing to the cameras. For example, two members worked out a script to go on some dates, and then the woman was supposed to reject the guy, all to guarantee that they got screen time, but the guy backed out, and it led to an on-screen argument. My obsession came to a crashing halt a little over a month ago with the suicide of one of the contestants, Hana Kimura, who had presented herself on the show as a generally happy and bubbly personality. It appears that she was upset of nasty comments on social media. She was interracial and a female wrestler, and I guess that entitled people to say hateful things. Right before she died, they had aired in Japan an episode where she had a big argument with another roommate who had inadvertently shrunk her specifically made wrestling costume in the wash. She went way over the top, torching the sky in a way that has never happened before on Tara's house. People thought she overreacted in blaming the guy when she was partially at fault herself for leaving it in the washing machine in the first place. I had those thoughts too, but kept them to myself. Oh, I didn't know any of this. Yeah, his email takes a dark turn. (laughs) It did. Um, Finding out that she had killed herself was a complete shock. She was 22 with her her whole life ahead of her. The whole thing made me question myself and my own responsibility for spending too much time watching and critiquing other people, even if I only did it in my own head and not directing 
hateful comments on Instagram. The show stopped production, and I decided that I could never watch it again. Then it turned out, well, yeah. Then it turned out the people behind the show have actually been encouraging the cast members to do certain things, including encouraging Hannah to overreact to the incident, and they tried to get her to hit the other cast member. She refused, but did knock off his baseball cap. So the whole premise was a lie. I wish I had a better ending to this, except to state the obvious. Don't believe any of these reality shows are depicting reality. Don't be mean to other people, and if you have suicidal thoughts, get help. It is never as bad as you think, and it will get better. Harold. Oh, man. That's crazy. So she was encouraged to go over the top, and she did, but not as over top as they wanted. People got mean to her, and it made her commit suicide. Wow. I had no idea. That's... Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And for a show that... I mean, I had heard so many good things about Terrace House. Yeah, now it's like, oh, well, maybe I won't watch it. (laughs) Yeah, that that was the premise. Like, it just, it's not like an American reality show, you know. But it was just being more sneaky about it. Or maybe it was for a while and... And then just got... They decided... More popular. They needed to, yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. Like shows do. I'm sorry, Harold. I'm sorry, everyone. Yeah, is Maddie still watching it? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe his email says something about it. (laughs) Well, Maddie probably didn't sign up for Japanese Netflix. I know. (laughs) That is crazy. How awful. (laughs) I'm sorry, Harold. I hope you're doing okay. Need a little mama bear bed? (laughs) (laughs) Don Draper and Spike need to roll over. (laughs) (laughs) Give some room to Harold. (laughs) I don't mean to make light of it, but that that is terrible. I had no idea. Yeah, that sucks. But I agree. Don't be mean to other people. And if you have suicidal shots, thoughts, get help. Yes, get help. Especially right now. Yeah. And just don't watch reality TV, people. It's depressing. (laughs) Except for Kitchen Nightmares, Rob and I like to watch that. Or the Great British Baking Show. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it. (laughs) Yes, besides those two, yes. If you like the reality show thing, but they do. They just seem so fake and I question everything and I find myself questioning it all and then just being like, meh. That's why I just don't watch any of them. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a bummer. 
Twenty-two. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks, Harold. That was thanks, kind Harold. of a bummer. All right. Uh, now we go to Matt A. He says, "A recording so soon after the last one? Yes, mother is back, baby. <laughs> Who says good things can't happen in twenty twenty year of the plague?" It did get us podcasting again. <laughs> it <laughs> took <did>. a plague. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he says, when I'm not watching Buffy reactors on YouTube, I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing Sue and I do not get. <laughs> um, okay, he says, I took a bit of a break from Anne with two ends. But in the most recent episode, Anne has a breakdown about her looks, those freckles, and that ugly red hair. Ew! <laughs> and Mildred, he means... Oh, you made me forget her name. Marilla. Oof. Marilla, no, sorry. And Mildred <laughs> assures her that a plain Jane, as a plain Jane, she'd live a more steady life than those who shoulder the, boulder, bur- the burden of being attractive. <laughs> Great life advice, Mildred. <laughs> it is. <laughs> she says it like, so, oh, I'm going to help this girl. <laughs> and Ed's face is like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gilbert returns from the Caribbean where he delivered a breech baby. That makes him want to be a doctor. <laughs> a lame. <laughs> Um, and he's brought with him Canada's first black man. Then everyone enjoys the Christmas panto and sings Devil Lobster. Oh, it's Devil Lobster. Devil Lobster. Because that is a thing that totally makes sense. It totally reminded me of the Christmas play on Love Actually. So it makes me think that, like, British and British-related countries have really weird Christmas play traditions <laughs> <laughs> with like sea creatures and weird things like that. That's all I know about that. It says, oh, and Avonlea continues to ignore the pedophile in their midst. Everyone's totes okay with their kids being taught by uh, Chimo? Uh, I don't know what that is. Oh no, I don't either. Let me Google it. Looks <laughs> like <laughs> I get in trouble for Googling it. Yeah, she's he's talking about the schoolmaster. Which fair, I guess. Oh, in the urban dictionary, a chemo is a child molester person who gives off a creepy or a negative vibe. <laughs> He definitely has a creepy and negative <laughs> it's, often <laughs> used, it's often used to describe high school seniors dating high school freshmen. Ah. Yes, he is in love with the oldest girl in the class who's like basically at age. I mean, I, I'm not going to spend my time defending this guy because he's gross, but... <laughs> Whatever. 
It's not like I like him. <laughs> but I think of the time, it wasn't as creepy and weird as it would be now. Know what I'm saying? Yep. Small town, Prince Edward Island in the 1800s. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, says, uh-huh, sure. Well, he's on the top of my Anne with two Ed's kill list, along with Billy. Yes, Billy, ooh, he's the worst. And Mrs. Barry. Frolicking in the leaves for one afternoon does not get you off the kill list, Mrs. Barry. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Speaking of pedophiles, oh boy, because of COVID, some of my returning favorites had their latest seasons cut short. Among them, The Good Fight. In the quasi-season finale, the law firm is hired to investigate the alleged suicide of Jeffrey Epstein. This sends our lawyers down a hilarious rabbit hole of conspiracies and cover-ups, including a cipher that is decoded using a book called Space Relations, which actually exists. This book? This book about child sex trafficking in space was written by Donald Barr, father of our U.S. attorney. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. General William Barr and sells to Epstein truthers for hundreds of dollars. Oh, A book about sex trafficking in space. Wow. Okay. Was Epstein obsessed with eugenics and spreading his seed to create a superior race of humanoids? Bizarrely, yes. <laughs> I have heard that. Was his body stolen by a still as yet unidentified person? Maybe. Have you ever heard conspiracies that his body has been stolen? No. Neither. Is he actually alive in an underground bunker like the movie Parasite? Probably not. Spoilers. Marissa offers a sobering thought. I think we lost track of the real story, the underage girls. We were chasing a whodunit in the middle of a tragedy. And then the episode ends by showing us, redacted, suspended in a redacted tank. <laughs> no, seriously. That's how this abbreviated season ends. Not by showing us Epstein, obviously, but his penis, redacted, in a cryogenic, redacted. <laughs> what? <laughs> <clears throat> All right. <laughs> wow. Okay. I need to watch that Jeffrey Epstein thing on Netflix. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. I kind of just don't want to get bummed out. I'm so bummed out anyway. It's like, <laughs> you know. do I want to watch that? No. <laughs> you know. <laughs> do I want some sort of like hard reality slap in the face? <laughs> <laughs> I seem to be living that. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> like... Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna watch Pride and Prejudice again. <laughs> <laughs> I watched an hour of it the other night. <laughs> I did too because we. So I doubt. Remember, I told you I downloaded it when we moved. Yes. We like lost 
our internet connection for like, I don't know, 18 hours. And I'm like, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I did. Yeah, the other night, I just couldn't fall asleep and Cam was sound asleep and I was going through the channels and PBS was showing it. And it was like the very last hour. So it was when like Madame de Burge comes and yells at her <laughs> and she gets like engaged to Darcy and her dad's like, what? You're engaged to Darcy? That's a good, you know, I love her dad so much. <laughs> you need to watch the new one. It's on stars. Well, a new one. I don't know. You need to watch the other one. Oh, so I was talking I was, about last time. Oh, I watched the Colin Firth one because it just happened to be on and I was so happy. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can fall asleep in this hour and just be happy. Yeah. No, the last hour is a good hour. Yep. Okay. I just want to know your first impression of this, Mr. Darcy, because remember I had an unfavorable opinion and then I watched it like four times and then I had a favorable one. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I need to do, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, go on. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. After Netflix canceled one day at a time, it moved to the Pop Network, the same U.S. network that aired the wonderful Canadian import Shit's Creek for a 13-episode fourth season. Unfortunately, COVID halted its production and only six episodes aired. Well, that's too bad. Two months later... A seventh episode called The Politics Episode was released as an animated special. Hmm. NBC's The Blacklist, still on the air, shockingly. (laughs) The Blacklist. Oh, The Blacklist. That's the one with, uh, um, what's his bucket from Pretty in Pink? Oh, Steph. Yes, well, I forgot his name too, but I remember <laughs> Steph. I'll always remember that. <laughs> Steph and Blaine. <laughs> Worst. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was just sorry for any other male Steph and Blaines out there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's where he plays like a serial killer or something. Okay, yeah. And he, like, works for the CIA or something. I don't know. What? I think so. Yeah. Something like that. I never saw it. Okay. Maybe that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Blacklist, shockingly, well, still on the air, shockingly, also employed re- uh, animation to compete its finale. That is a funny thing. I can't believe they wow. did that. They should just do like a <laughs> the powers out, so it's just <laughs> I guess animation might be better. <laughs> um. After the fourth season concludes, One Day at a Time will be rebroadcasted on CBS, where hopefully there's a more realistic chance that people will actually watch it. 
I don't usually go in for multicam sitcoms with laugh tracks because they feel so square, but this one has an important point of view. I'll crib from the wiki entry. The reimagined of the original CBS sitcom tackles issues like mental illness, immigration, sexism, homophobia, gender identity, and racism that Latinos living in the United States face. But in addition to layering on social commentary, it manages to be funny and sweet too. The Alvarezes are the perfect antidote to these toxic times. I've always meant to watch it, and that makes me part of the problem that it gets canceled and stuff. But yeah. just, it does have to be a good show. I have heard good things about it. It just, all right, I'll uh, someday I'll I'm going to get to it. Put it on my list. James Spader. There you go. Whew. That was bugging me. <laughs> oh, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lastly, whenever I fix dinner, I put on an episode of The Heart Doctor, an Australian dramedy I'm watching through the streaming service Acorn TV. I looked into that because there's a few shows I want to watch that are only on that, but I just can't. Just one more subscription. I can't do it. Anyway. Right. In native land, we need another sister. (laughs) (laughs) We need another sister to sign up for something and share. (laughs) We're not sharing anything with Amy. Yeah. Come on, Mama Bird. Sign up for stuff and give us your username and password. (laughs) (laughs) all right in its native land this series is known as dr doctor both are awful titles yes they are (laughs) (laughs) premise time genius heart surgeon hugh knight faces a medical board due to his habits of partying sex and drugs the medical board suspends his surgical license and humbles humbles him by forcing him to work as a general practitioner in his hometown, which is not exactly in the bush, but is definitely not glamorous Sydney. Although there's some historical, oh, sorry. Although there's some medical plot lines, the series is more interested in the rehabilitation of Hugh as a person by surrounding him with a deep bench of likable characters. I won't do the rundown on everyone, but I'll call out Penny, the lovely but strong single mother who turns a hospital that Hugh is forced to slum slum it at, and he is Mother Merrill, an acid-tongued apologist for her prodigal son who sets her sights on becoming the town's mayor. The series is breezy and fun, three-fourths family drama, one-fourth hospital drama. The last Oshie show I remember watching many, many years ago was Sea Change, and that was also about a big city person adjusting to small-town country life. Also, the plot of Northern Exposure, Men in Tights, Heart of Dixie. I don't know what this subgenre of television is called. I'm going to call it relocation quirk until I think of something better. (laughs) (laughs) The only one of those shows I've seen is Northern Exposure, but I think I get what he means. It's like a fish out of water. Right, right. That ends up liking it. (laughs) Yeah, that's the only one I've seen out of those three, too, so... All right. Well, thanks, Matt. That sounds like a show I would enjoy. But Mama Bird needs to get Acorn TV first. (laughs) Mama Bird, get Acorn. Oh, I know what it is I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch 
there's like another procedural show with um, David Tennant that's supposed to be good. Oh, really? Something, something falls. <clears throat> yeah. On Acorn? Yeah. Huh. Well, Mama Bird needs to get on that. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Matt. A. Eh? Thanks, Matt. Okay. Our last email is from our sister Cat. And she calls it what Cat's been watching. Mm-hmm. She says, hey, sisters, and yes, mother family, here is what Kat's been watching since the last podcast. I started The Good Fight the other day, and I'm four episodes into the second season. I'm binging at warp speed because I don't know how long I'll have CBS All Access. (laughs) That's because (laughs) I have it for a temporary time. (laughs) Oh, she using yours? (laughs) Hey. I don't know. You didn't give it up to me. Oh, just that's, that's okay. I'll um, let you have the. I'll give you my creds <laughs> if you want it. But like I said, I don't know how long I'm going to keep it. I'm just keeping it for a little bit. It's not very expensive, but no, it's I'm okay. enjoying it for now, and I kind of want to get through some things. You probably have a month or two, cat. Two months, I'd say two months. So. Oh. Share it with me. I'll take advantage right. of those two, two months myself. Okay. Um, okay. She says, I wanted to see the show ever since I heard about it. It's a spinoff of The Good Wife, which I thought was excellent. And this one is excellent, too. I love all the digs at the newly elected President Trump. And this was just the beginning. So I cannot wait to see what they do with the ensuing dumpster fire of his presidency. <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing some of the minor characters from The Good Wife make a reappearance in the show. I don't know if it's quite as compelling as The Good Wife was, but I'm invested and interested enough to hopefully finish the series. Yeah, I asked Rob if he wanted to watch it because he loved The Good Wife. But he's like, "Uh, the lady it's based on, he's like, she was not my favorite character. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's a Christine Baranski character, right? Yeah. Yeah. I might give it a go. Um, she says two I months, am- Sue. Two months. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> if you guys really like it, I'll keep it for another month or so. Hey. It's like all the I do is sit in my basement and work, so I might as well have something on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, she says I am also currently watching Outlander. I've heard much about this show and decided to finally give it a shot. And I am hooked. And if time traveling Highlander soft porn is your cup of tea, you will be hooked too. <laughs> it's when I reviewed it, I said it's quite the bodice ripper. <laughs> <laughs> it is just full of great characters, full of 18th century Scottish and British conflict, and all the brutality you could possibly imagine that comes with that. It's an incredible love story that just gets to you. I'm a few episodes into season three currently and was in tears for the entirety of one of those episodes. Oh, I love season three. Oh, kitty cat. I have watched about half of season one. Oh, have you? Yep. 
I am too. And it's been it's been a few months since I watched it, but I watched. She's like at the castle, and like the woman's like, you need to wear different clothes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> They're having some, like, I don't know, something big is happening. Yeah, I'm only a few episodes in. It's it's one you got to kind of pay attention to. Yeah, you definitely need to pay attention. Like, uh, Matt had me watch it. And remember, I gave it, like, four or five, and I was not paying good attention. And I'm like, right. meh. Right. And then I'm like, oh, I'll give it another shot. And I paid attention, and I got hooked. It's a good show. It's it's an enjoyable show that I look forward to when the next season's out and all of that. Nice. All right. I'll pick it back up. Um, she says, I'm also almost finished with both Please Like Me and High Fidelity. I love them both. Please Like Me, what, mostly just because it's Josh Thomas and he's adorable. High Fidelity, I started right after the last podcast on Sue's recommendation. First, I rented the movie because I think I saw it when it came out. So it had been a long time and needed a refresher on what it was about. So that was fun. But I love the Zoe Kravitz Rob way more than I like John Cusack Rob. She is just the best. I absolutely love her character. Yeah. I, I kind of agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm into I watch the whole thing, too. Oh, yeah? And I can just... I do. Yeah, since we already talked about it, I'll just say, yeah, I watched it, and I did. I really enjoyed it. It was a good watch. Aren't her coworkers just the best? Oh, yeah. They're great. And they're such it made a cute me love threesome. They are. They're, yeah, they're great characters. And it just made me fall in love with music again. Oh, nice. You know, it's mm-hmm. just fun to, like... Hear some kind of offbeat stuff, and some of it I recognize, some I'd never heard of, bands I'd never heard of. But I just, you know, I love music, and it's just fun to, like, immerse yourself in a show of people that, like, really love music. And her whole, like, mix mixtape thing and mm-hmm. making a playlist, a modern-day playlist, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just kind of inspired me a little bit, and I've been doing kind of fun things. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, Zoe Kravitz is great. Yeah, she's great. I yeah, I oh good yay. Um, <laughs> she says I had to put these two shows aside for a bit, even though I'm only a couple of episodes away from finishing them both, because a third season of Search Party started. Oh yeah, I need to watch that. Oh man, and I was super stoked to watch that. But after watching an episode of the new season, I decided I was too fuzzy on the details and needed to rewatch the first two seasons. So <laughs> I watched all three seasons in about a week. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This show is so fun. I just love it. The episodes are only about 20 minutes long, and it's so addicting. It was no sweat to just watch the show for hours on end. To me, Search Party is one of those shows that I feel like I have a brief morning period when it's over. Oh, I hate that feeling. Okay, so that's the one with the girl from Arrested Development, right? Yeah, it's like Friends. And I only saw the first season, and I definitely will need to rewatch it. Yeah, it's something but about... I remember 
it was good. Some like someone goes missing. Oh, missing. And she's like obsessed with trying to find her. Yeah, something like that. What? Platform? I'm really fuzzy. Yeah. What it's platform? on HBO Max, and Kat got HBO Max just for it, and I'm so glad because, like, almost every movie on AFI 100 list is on HBO Max. I'm not kidding. Oh. Okay. I'll have to. She. She shared her. Username and stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look for that message. I'm starting to remember that now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, another show I randomly discovered on HBO Max that I liked very much was Run. It's two ex-lovers who ran away together after living their separate lives for a few years. It was sweet and kind of what the bip and an adventure that was a really fun watch for me. And the end leaves you guessing about what it was all for. Plus, Merritt Weaver is the main girl in it, and I just love her and everything. It's just about six episodes and a fun romp. Hmm. All right. Put that on my list. Yep. Yeah. Um, I started The Great. This is something I can tell I'll enjoy, but have to set aside as well to concentrate on my time-sensitive the good fight binge, <laughs> but I'll get back to it. It'll be good and is getting a lot of attention. Never yeah, actually heard. nutty on our Facebook page. That's another thing. She just mentioned that that was kind of her feedback was the great. Huh. And I actually started it too, but I had to put it away because it triggered me <laughs> a few nights ago. There was like a, an episode where, so okay, so the Great is, a you know it's loosely based on Catherine the Great. Oh okay. She, so she was married to Peter, who was a son of Peter the Great, and he's just like a total jerk. And it's played by um, oh, what's his name, Nicholas Holt. Um. He's he was uh the he was the zombie in um warm bodies warm bodies oh okay anyway he's he is really good in it she's good too I don't oh she's a oh man I have to come up with names and things <laughs> you really don't it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost one o'clock my time. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, no, it's, we'll talk about it when Catherine watches it or when you do. L Fanning. Okay. Oh. <sighs> um, yeah, well, that's all I'll say about it because I had to put it away because I got a little triggered on a puke scene. Which I didn't even watch, but once in a while, even if I don't watch it, I'll get triggered. It kind of made me sleep bad, and then I was, like, all suspicious that all my kids were going to puke the next day, and I was sick, but none of it was going on. I got triggered. Oh, wow. (laughs) And it made me sour a little bit, not that I wasn't enjoying the show, because it was actually starting to get really good. But it was just one of those things that now I'm like, I'm going to just watch some other things for a little while. (laughs) 
I know it's even like a comedy and it was it was even kind of a comedy thing but I don't know I can't I can't pick and choose what triggers me right (laughs) right oh so look out for that cat (laughs) 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 you'll probably be fine because it was kind of a weird She'll never go back. We'll never hear what she thought of the great. Oh <laughs> <clears throat> um, no! It it there was just something weird about it. I didn't even see it. You know it's coming. There's a lot of signs. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, I'll have to find or just get from cat her hbo stuff so i can log on so i can watch it for you guys and let you know <laughs> the times because i gotta just watch it for you and be like hey there's a puke scene about 20 minutes in <laughs> yeah like i said this is really it wasn't it wasn't a shock and i was able to not see it but it just grossed me out Okay, I I understand. Okay. <laughs> kind of. Um, <laughs> I understand because I know you so yes. well. <laughs> um, all right, moving on. Jesus, I'm watching the new Perry Mason show on HBO as it airs weekly. I'm in. I'm definitely in, but I'm not sure that it's hit its stride yet. It's only three episodes so far, but the cast is great, and I love that it's all set in 1930s Los Angeles. Yeah, I wasn't going to talk about it because I had no idea they were doing a new Perry Mason. Yes, and so I wasn't going to talk about it because I'm only two episodes in. I need to watch the next one because when I started it, it is airing week to week, and it had only been two, and then I forgot to go back because I didn't know when it airs the next episode oh. uh, but it's good it, but I agree it hasn't hit its stride but it, it is very promising nice I'll have to watch it I I love Perry Mason and I was good friends with the daughter of the people who did like the the props and stuff for Perry Mason really yeah I never saw Perry Mason. They live in Payson. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. <laughs> Random. Yeah, the Staley's. Um, yeah, Jessica Staley. Anyway. Um, okay. She says, I'm also watching As It Airs Weekly on HBO, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Ooh, I didn't know they were what's the show um so good this is a documentary based on the michelle mcnamara book of the same name it's the extensive research she did on the golden state killer aka the east area rapist aka the original night soccer the rapist killer so prolific that he has three names i guess (laughs) he was committing these crimes in the 70s and he was finally caught in 2018 and his trial is going on right now i think thought he was just caught last year was it 28 okay yeah. um, time goes by fast too <laughs> i know right um it's so sad 
as we all know, that Michelle died unexpectedly just two years before he was caught. I think that's so tragic. She worked so hard trying to find him for so long, and then she dies right before he's caught. Okay. I never read her book, but this documentary is so well done and is really a great tribute to her, her and her work. This monster was so crafty at evading capture for so long. It's really incredible. Which brings me to another true crime documentary I had to watch after listening to this week's episode of My Favorite Murder. Karen tells a story and recommends a documentary made by <clears throat> Nick Broomfield about the Grim Sleeper. This monster killed and raped probably over 100 women and evaded yep. capture for over 20 years. But it wasn't because he was so good at getting away with it like the Golden State Killer was in Sacramento. The Grim Sleeper had many women escape death and live to be witnesses and still was not caught for so long simply because his victimology was different. He went after black women who were sex workers. These are women who, even though they can provide accurate descriptions of the man who attacked them and his vehicle, can't, they're black, they're sex workers. Women like this can't walk into a police station with information and have any hope for a positive outcome. So they don't go to the police. So the LA police literally do nothing about these murders except maybe the bare minimum that could be described as an investigation. It's even reported in this documentary that they refer to these murders as NHI cases, as in no humans involved. It's so heartbreaking that these don't see these women as even humans, but the documentary is a wild ride it's called The Tales of the Grim Sleeper, and it's on Prime. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Just so I... messed up. Yeah, that is... That's heavy. I don't know. Oh. Heavy. Tell me again about the few bad apples. The few bad apples? Cops. <laughs> oh, Oh, yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I went to a dark place. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's so awful. I just... Yeah. But I think I want to watch it. And I didn't know that there was a show about I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Uh, Yeah, I had heard of it. And I listened to the audiobook. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I need to get on that documentary. Yeah. I have <laughs> the book book. I just haven't read it yet. Mm. But um she says I watched Hamilton for the first time. Yay, I loved it. I've only watched it twice so far. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> the first time Shockingly. <laughs> I know. I thought you'd watch it like 25 times by now. Um, <laughs> the first time I was so intent on watching the lyrics that I had to watch it again the next day so that I could give the choreography and little details that I knew how to escape my first watch the attention that they deserve. So fantastic and fun and sad. Just a Marv. So bravo. She actually said Marvel. Oh, just a marvel. <laughs> so, oh, sorry. My glasses. I need a new prescription. <laughs> I, just, I don't want to go to the eye doctor. <laughs> I know. I had to take Scout. 
She needed one so bad. My prescription is so bad now. I need new glasses so bad, but I don't want to go to the eye doctor. I know. I need a haircut. I don't want to go to get a haircut. Luckily, I cut my own hair, so I'm okay there. Yeah. But I don't even think they're open in my state. I haven't even checked because I don't want to do it. It's like on the high risk. Have you seen the chart of like what's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. getting your hair cut? It's just such a high risk. Yep, just a marvel. So bravo. There you go. Just that L just looked like an exclamation point. I <laughs> <sighs> you know. Um, and then she ends with two shows that I gave up on without finishing and probably won't. The Woods and White Lines. I don't know. I guess they just didn't interest me enough to finish them. Maybe I will someday if I run out of other stuff. We'll better better wrap this up. Can't wait to hear the podcast. Thanks, Kat. I haven't heard of those shows, so I can't tell you otherwise. Yeah, I haven't either, so I, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Yes. Um, I went first last time, so you want to go first? Yeah, I probably should because I, I don't have much. Um, okay, the first one I will talk about is something that was is on Hulu, and it's called Stumptown. Have you heard of this? I have heard of it. What okay. is it about? So it stars Kobe Smulders, who was Robin on How I Met Your Mother. Okay. She was like the pretty brunette. Yeah, yeah. Okay. On, okay. Um, so she plays like a like a vet from you know, Afghanistan mm-hmm. who's got like PTSD and she has to take care of her younger brother who has down syndrome and she's like a mess and an alcoholic and is a private investigator. <laughs> wow. And she just kicks ass. I love her so much. <laughs> hmm. So she's kind of a mess, but she's great. And I don't know, Kobe Smulders is just so good in this role. Hmm. So it takes place in, I think, Portland. So it's like a, you know, it's either Portland or Seattle. So kind of a Northwest, you know. Hipstery place. Kind of a hipstery place, yeah. Um yeah and she she's pretty she's she's got some issues but sounds like it yeah and she's got a really like this guy owns this bar that she always go to and he employs her brother and he's great and they've got a great relationship and I don't know it's just kind of a fun show so well, sounds re- good. Yeah, I'm writing it down. I really do. Uh, yeah, it's called Stumptown. 
I think it's based on a graphic novel. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder where I heard of it. I don't know. Um, another show I discovered recently that I have just totally fallen in love with is called Scott and Bailey. It's a like a British procedural show on Amazon Prime. It's it's two Scott and Bailey are two women. Those are their last names. Um and they're both detectives in England. Well, I like me some British procedurals. Oh my gosh, I love the show so much. Like... <laughs> Yay! <laughs> they're so great. They are the It's just so nice to see a show where like the two main characters are women. In fact, most of the main characters are women. But they're like real women who like mess up all the time and they suck but they love each other and they're best friends and it's real do you know what I mean like they've got flaws but they're real flaws you know it's not over the top like that would never happen in real life I mean you watch these two because they're really good friends and they're co-workers as well but their their relationship is so great because they're both kind of a mess in their own way, but they rely on each other so much to get each other through the messes that they've each created. You know? <laughs> yeah. But it's not like stuff that's so bad. It's just regular stuff, you know? I don't yeah. know how to explain it, but it's... And then it's also, like, good detective work. Like, there's also, like, murders and stuff that happen, and and they're really good at solving them, you know? So, (laughs) I don't know. It's just, if you kind of like the British police procedural, this is a really, really good one. It's called Scott and Bailey, and it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. I'm writing it down. Okay. Um... Did we talk about Riverdale? <laughs> yes. Okay. Kind of. I had not finished it yet, and I did finish it now. And I remember being confused. Uh, <clears throat> oh, you know what? We talked briefly about it, and I got all spoilery, and I decided to cut our whole conversation out of the podcast. But you wouldn't know that because you hadn't heard it. Okay. Okay. But you have watched it. Yeah, and you had told me like it it ends the way they don't didn't want it to because they just had to end it because of COVID, right, right? And yeah, I I had forgotten, and when it ended, I was like, "That's their ending." <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then I remembered, oh yeah, Sue said, "Okay, that that's right." Because I had Riverdale with a question mark. I was like, "I think we talked about it," but okay. Um. Then I am going to recommend. We won't talk about Riverdale then. I mean, although I I did not include it in the podcast. I remember I was a little negative and I got spoilery and I just thought, meh. 
this podcast is really long and it's annoying to listen to because I sound <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so we're just going to cut that out. <laughs> so sorry. I cut that out of here. No, that's okay. That's okay. I just We I, didn't talk very long about it at all. Okay. Well, I really enjoyed the latest season until the very end when it just had to end because of COVID. Yeah. No, it was a good season then. I guess one of my favorites. I liked I liked the the arc. Um Yeah, it was very intriguing. It had some I, good stuff. You knew, yeah. I, I, you knew that the one person wasn't dead, that they just wouldn't have killed that person. Right, right. Yeah. I but really, it was fun to see what really happened. I enjoyed that whole mystery because you saw the way that the previous season had ended. It was like, whoa, he's dead, you know? And yeah. so you spent like this whole season like wondering, when are they going to get to that? How did that happen? And Yeah, no, they structured it really interesting. I thought it was really interesting. I think it's, I think it's my favorite season so far. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't think anything's going to top season one for me. Season one was great. I did enjoy it. Okay. Probably um, my second favorite. And season two was my worst. Yeah, season two is not good. Um, I think I told you guys about this the other day. The, the Josh Gad YouTube series reunited yes. apart. So, this is a YouTube series. It's called Reunited Apart, and it's Josh Gad, who is, like, the greatest little stoner fanboy on this earth. <laughs> and <laughs> he legit is a stoner. I, oh, I didn't know that. I yes. love him, though. Yes. Um, but he has been in this coronavirus world getting together the casts of movies that he loved as a child and doing like these zoom interviews reunite reuniting them all together and it's just they're really fun to watch he's done goonies splash back to the future lord of the rings i think there's now a jaws one um so he's somewhere around our age then <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's got to be, like, I would say late 30s, early 40s. Yeah, they just sound like my childhood movies. Yeah. So, he, yeah, and he's just so, he's so delighted. It's so cute, because he's the one that puts these together. So, he obviously knows that everyone's going to be on. But every time someone shows up on Zoom, he's, like, so excited. It's just, <laughs> it's just adorable. And he's... <laughs> He asks good questions, and it's just fun to watch the casts of these shows, you know, mm -hmm. see each other again and get excited to see each other. And I don't know. It's it's fun. It's That sounds really fun. It's really fun. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is my just my favorite movie right now that came out a little while ago, but I can't stop, like, putting it on in the background sometimes is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
Really? Have you watched this yet? Yeah, I did. I rented it on okay. Redbox. Okay. But now, and then like a week later, it came on like what? Oh, it's on Stars. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I flippin' love this movie so much, I can't stop watching it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like... <laughs> I should watch it again. Like, I watch it, like, I don't know, once a week or more. I'll just... That is funny. I will just put it on in the background because I love it so much. And I have loved so many Quentin Tarantino's movies. But for some reason, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is just... I just love it so much. <laughs> the, the Brad Pitt and... Leonardo DiCaprio interaction is pretty great. It is. I mean, it just reminds me of how much I loved Pulp Fiction when it came out. It, like, I'm having those kind of flashbacks and feelings again. Just, he brought together these two actors that just are so amazing together. Like, Leonardo, I mean... I think I'm just going to have to spoil some stuff. So <laughs> if if you haven't watched it and you want to skip ahead a couple minutes. Because, um, like, Leonardo DiCaprio in this movie is so <laughs> freaking amazing. His yes. meltdowns and <laughs> when he just cries and yells at himself. And I just... I love him so much. I just, when he is in his, when he flubs his lines, when he does that appearance on that old Western TV show, and oh, then yeah. goes into With that his, little girl? Yes. And he <laughs> goes into the trailer and just starts yelling at himself. It is just, I could watch that scene over and over and over when he's like, you know, you couldn't stop it too you know, amaretto sours, you had to have seven of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yelling at himself. And then he starts crying. I just, oh, I love it so much. And I just know that Quentin probably was just like, just do, I think it was all just ad-libbed, you know, (laughs) and, and, the, and then Brad Pitt is so amazing, too. And it just, I love the story so much of the fact that what if the Manson family got the wrong house <laughs> and the house they got happened to have, like, the best Stuntman in Hollywood <laughs> <laughs> on acid. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and a famous actors in the swimming pool with earphones on that has a flamethrower in his shed. I mean, I just. <laughs> What if? <laughs> that whole idea just tickles me to no end. Like, just once upon a time, the Manson family got the wrong house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just, I can't stop watching this movie. The acting, the story, the music, of course. Just, oh, it's just, it's so amazing. And I know that some people had a hard time with it because that's not how the story was, you know. People had a hard time with it because of that? Yes, people had a hard time because that it wasn't like true but i just want to remind people it's called once upon a time it's a it's a fairy tale you know and that's totally tarantino's thing right now i know and it and it's such a fantastic idea hey it's emily just cutting in here to let you guys know that our recording cut out Uh, Right here. And so we missed the end of whatever else you said about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And it didn't come back until I was mostly done with my first explanation of my show. So I cut that whole thing out and I will just have to talk about that one next time, which kind of sucks because it was my most, it was the one I was excited about talking about the most. So you'll have to hear about Dirk Gently next time. All right. So this will be abrupt. Um... And then I watched uh, the one that Matt, the movie Matt talked about, Spaceship Earth, about the Biosphere 2. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, just wanted to tell Matt I watched that. How was that? It was good. It was, uh, I did not know as much about Biosphere 2 as Matt did. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Right. <laughs> <Did he> <laughs> kind of a deep dive. Right. But, um, yeah, it was interesting. And. It was interesting to see how it failed, but yeah, it's just kind of a bummer. Like trying to make a whole biosphere that's self-contained is a really, it turns out that's really hard. (laughs) There's a lot of components like, I mean, down to like water and right. um, Even like bugs and just everything like keeping that little, balance in your little eco verse it was interesting i'm gonna and, have to definitely give that a shot i forgot about and i that. For, i forgot that he told us that steve bannon ended up being involved and so i was super shocked <laughs> when he shows up <laughs> oh that's right all right anyway it's a fun little documentary I enjoyed it, so thanks about that, Matt. Nice. Um, I watched uh, Spike Lee's new The Five Bloods. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was good. Um, I will see all of Spike Lee's movies. I like Spike Lee as a director, but he can be heavy-handed. Sure. And this one was no exception. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's about like five. Well, yeah, it's about uh, it was like five black guys and they were in Vietnam together and they called themselves the Defy Bloods and they go back like modern day um, to get some gold that they had buried or lost somewhere like that no one knew about. That was like government gold Mm -hmm. that they ended up burying and they have an adventure when there were a lot of predictable things that were very predictable that did happen. And there was some dialogue that was super heavy handed. 
because Spike Lee always has an agenda and a point. Sure. Sure. Um, but. But a lot of times it's a really good point that needs it's to be It's an absolutely, of, you know, yeah. That needs to be <laughs> done. <laughs> <laughs> right. And yeah, it was good. Okay. Okay, so I went into a bit of a Bronte rabbit hole. Ooh. Okay, so I just reread Wuthering Heights. Oh, I'm so jealous. I know. It was so good. And I had remembered, I had watched, there's never been, I've, I've never enjoyed a version of it because I love Wuthering Heights and I find like Heathcliff just fascinating. Like if I had a boy, his name would have been Heathcliff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I named my kids after characters. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Right. We never quite got to the discussion with Rob. <laughs> but that was going to be my literary boy. <laughs> and we wanted a George, so it was probably going to be his middle name. Right. But anyway, never, never, was not meant to be. Anyway, I just find him so intriguing as a character. I love Heathcliff. Yeah. And so I'm just. I remembered that there was a version that I remember not liking very much. But, again, I was like, how can it be so bad? It's like Juliette Binoche and Ray Fiennes. How can that be bad? And it is. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> they managed it. <laughs> but, so I watched that, and I was sad that it was bad. And then I find out, and everyone is in trouble that didn't tell me that Masterpiece made one. And guess who plays Heathcliff? Have you heard about this? No. Tom Hardy. No. Sue, he is so fantastic. When was, what, when? It was made in like, oh, I don't know, 2007 maybe? I how did we not know about this? How, what was going on in two thousand seven? Let me uh, let me <laughs> <I'm> right. <laughs> two thousand and nine. Yeah. Okay. So Tom Hardy and he he nailed it. It's so good. I mean, he's a little. I think I read a lot of reviews and some people were not into his version, but I was so into it. And oh, and who plays Catherine? I don't know her name, but she was great. Oh. I could look it up. But um, Edgar Linton is played by Andrew Lincoln. What? Yes. How did we not know about this? What? Rick, Rick Grimes is in Wuthering Heights. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Her name's Charlotte Riley. I just looked it up. Uh, I don't it's know, only but... downfall. Is It's only two hours. Oh. It's made, It's two episodes, an hour each. I can't believe it. Wow. And it started out weird. I like, so I, my library has a streaming service and it was on there. That's the only place I could find it. It's not streaming anywhere. And it said episode one, episode two. So I started episode one and it started like when Catherine's daughter goes, let's see, no. It starts in the middle of the show, in the book, and I'm like, oh, whoops, they messed up, and they labeled them wrong. So I started episode two, and I'm like, 
hmm, this cannot be it. <laughs> so then I thought, oh, it's only two hours? Nah. So my library must not have all the versions. And then I just kept watching because I wanted to watch it. Because I was super intrigued by Thomas Hardy. And then I figured out that they they just structured it different. But it's a real bummer they only made it two hours because it could have been four and just been amazing. Oh, man. It's just great. I'm going to have to find it. Just like one part. You know, like one of the greatest things about Heathcliff is he's, <laughs> he like digs up Catherine's body after like being buried for 10 years just to like look at her. He loves her so much. I know. <laughs> he's amazing. <laughs> and he's so horrible, but he's so amazing. I know. And he like, I guess in the book, he like just looks at her and then he like takes out the side of her coffin and it's going to be the side he's buried on so they can be like closer, <laughs> even closer together. <laughs> He loves her so much. <laughs> when he, when he, um, I just gotta tell you this one part. When he buried, when he digs her back up, he like sees, and you see what he sees, and he sees her looking perfect. And so he like gets in the in the coffin with her and is like hugging her, right? And then it like shows what it really is, and she's just like the skeleton. It's really good. <laughs> Oh man, I yeah, I'm gonna find a way to watch this. I'll I'll check my library. <laughs> yeah, so there's this. I think a lot of libraries have what's called Hoopla, mm-hmm. and it's a service you can um, go into. And I think it's just like if you have a library card and you can connect with your library, it's just all there. And it's like it's like a streaming service, but you just have to have a library account. So check and see if it is there. Because if it is, then it'll have it. <laughs> have i ever told you the weathering heights story i have about cam and his first wife no (laughs) well you know that i knew them as when they were married and anyway so we were over at their house one night and they had watched this great old movie the night before and Cam was all excited about it. And he's like describing this movie to us. And I'm like, well, this sounds like Wuthering Heights. And his ex-wife who thought she was smarter than anyone Uh-oh. and better than anyone. She's like, it wasn't Wuthering Heights. And I said, well, were their names Heathcliff and Catherine? And Cam's like, Yeah. And I was like, well, that was Wuthering Heights. You guys were watching. <laughs> Ooh, was it the Juliet Binoche and Ray Fiennes one? <laughs> no, no. This, because this was like in probably 94 or 95. So I think, I think they had watched the Lawrence Olivier one. Oh. It was the black and white one. Yeah. Yeah, because they were all excited that they had watched like this old movie and Cam was like, it was so good. And he started telling me the story about it. And I was like, that sounds like Wuthering Heights. This really sounds like Wuthering Heights. (laughs) No. It wasn't Wuthering Heights. (laughs) Because she was so smart and so well read and so better. And I was like, that's awesome. Well, were their names Heathcliff and Catherine? (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, you don't even need to have read Wuthering Heights to know the name Heathcliff and that Moors, right? right? If you know anything about anything, you know Wuthering Heights, you know Moors, and you know Heathcliff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Cam and I still giggle about that. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> Okay, yeah, anyway, so it was very good. <laughs> I'm excited. I can't believe Tom Hardy played Heathcliff. <laughs> Sue, he's, I mean, you can imagine, but he's so, so excited. good. <laughs> I love his manner. I love his Heathcliff mannerisms. It's I will so watch good. that man in anything. He's so amazing. He's amazing. Okay. Yeah, so I was really excited about that. And then, I, you know, I had to do the Jane Eyre. I had to read that, and I had to watch that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. I have all this time. <laughs> anyway, yes, that was fun. Um, Which Jane Eyre did you, the one with? Um, Toby Stevens. Toby Stevens, yes, okay. I have actually meant to watch the Fast Finder one. Uh-huh. Which everyone loved, but everyone I talked to weren't like big Jane Eyre fans. It was like they discovered Jane Eyre by watching this new Michael Fassbender movie. Right. And I I don't know. I saw the clip where he proposes to her and, you know, Jane Eyre's big, because I'm poor, plain, little, whatever she says. (laughs) That big scene and that woman plays it so absolutely emotionless I couldn't handle it. Oh no. And I was no, like, no, I can watch this. No, I've seen that version and no, you need the the Toby Stevens one is the only one. Okay. Especially with the girl who plays Jane Eyre. Have you seen um Luther with Idris Elba? No, I haven't. She plays She's not. She is really, really, really evil. (gasps) Really? Yes. Jane Eyre? Yes. The one that looks like Sarah Casper? Yes. Nice. (laughs) Because I kept, because I started watching Luther. This was a few years ago. And I was like, ooh, I know her. I know her. I know her. And then, like, she did, like, a profile, and I saw, I saw her teeth, and I was like, oh, it's Jane Eyre! Because <laughs> she's got, like, that overbite, or, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I was like, holy crap, it's Jane Eyre. Wow. Yeah, she's, like, a really evil person in Luther. Well, I had a workmate. So, I had a workmate that loved that show and liked my cross-stitches and wanted me to make her... A Luther cross stitch. Oh, really? And I even have a quote, and we don't work together anymore. <laughs> and anyway, I was like, I should check that show out. And I kind of should a little bit so I can make a cross stitch of them better. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like Sarah Casper. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She totally does. <laughs> I remember us talking about that. It just makes me laugh. Okay. 
Um, okay, so then I watched on, on Hulu, I watched a documentary on the Menendez brothers. Have you heard of that? Oh, yes. I probably watched it too. <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, all I remember from it was being a kid and the trials. And Is that the one where the one Menendez brother is... Telling his story. Telling yeah. his story. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. It's pretty crazy because, you know, just being a kid and just hearing, like, my parents talk about it and the news talk about it, there was, like, no doubt in my mind that they were just the worst people in the world and they just killed their parents for money. Mm-hmm. But, boy, the real story is crazy. And the fact that their dad was so... I mean, he was making his almost college-age son have sex with him. I mean, yeah, was atrocious. Yeah, it's... And so they had the one trial where all of that came out. And the judge, and then it was a hung jury... And they had the same judge, and he had a bug in his butt for those guys, and he didn't allow any of that in. Right. And so they had a totally crazy, unfair trial. I mean, they totally did kill their parents, but, you know, they're in jail for life, no parole. And the abuse, and there is so much, like, there are, like, witnesses to this abuse. Right, yes. Anyway... Yeah. It's crazy. That was a crazy, crazy trial. I I remember that. Yeah, I mean, it's easy. I mean, it's interesting now as an adult and to kind of, like, hear what was going on behind the scenes and the stuff that was embellished and, you know, well, the media. Well, it just, it happened during that time, like, there just seemed to be this idea in adults' minds that kids were making up abuse stories. There was that whole, like, satanic panic of the mm. 80s. And and so maybe there were some kids making up these kind of stories. Right. But, yeah, adults, you didn't talk about it and... People right. didn't believe it was happening. It was like, no, that doesn't really happen in right. real life. And so when this came out with the Menendez brothers, I think a lot of people just didn't believe them. Yeah. And, and they, unfortunately, before they were caught, they did do a major spending spree, which was looked so bad. Right, exactly. They bought cars and watches clothes. and clothes yeah. and I mean wasn't it like at least a year or so before they even got arrested I don't know if it was that long it seems like it was quite a while it so it might have been but I, yeah, maybe six months yeah they went on like these huge spending sprees and yeah I think it was I think it was quite a while I mean like a year before <laughs> they were actually arrested for it so so then when they start talking about this abuse stuff and it just was in that late eight, just that eighties mindset mm-hmm. of people just, they weren't believing 
I don't know. Yeah, it's it's to- it's interesting to see it through our eyes now. Yeah, yeah, because it was just during those ages of like the Jenny Jones show and and Jerry Springer, where people were like coming up with stories all the time, and I don't know, people weren't being believed. Abuse victims were not being believed. Yeah, and much of it, probably because of that, just it just wasn't talked about, wasn't mentioned. Right, it was a very dirty little secret right yeah yeah it just we've come a long way exactly yeah like i think if that same crime happened in this day and age the the menendez brothers might have had a different outcome i don't know they probably would have had a different outcome then with a different judge i mean that judge yeah Yeah, that's true jerk yeah i mean no i mean yeah but yeah definitely would have been different Yes, they murdered their parents, but how yeah. it's interesting, you know, how can you measure the trauma right involved? It, the mom knew about it. I know. I know. Yeah. But, you know, she had trauma too, probably. It's just crazy. It was interesting. It was about a four parts, I think. I think Maybe so. Five. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it. About a year, I don't know, a while ago. Yeah, it's been out a long time. Yeah. And I had it in my watch list for a very long time. Till finally there's that day where you're like, eh, I finished everything. I just need something. Yeah. Hey, oh, let's watch this. <laughs> so I did. It was good. Um, nice. Yeah, I wrote down Hamilton. Watched that twice. It's good. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. You should. I will. Um, it's fun because I did see the stage play in Chicago. It is fun to see close-ups and stuff. And the original cast, of course. Right, right. But anyway, I don't yeah. even need to talk about it. Everyone's seen it but you. <laughs> I'll watch it so I can see what all the hoopla is about. I mean, I when we were driving to California, you played the... the soundtrack we listened the to. The soundtrack, that. yeah. Just listening to a soundtrack of a musical I've never seen is is not my favorite thing. So I was just sitting there going, oh. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, musicals are not my favorite anyway. Right. <laughs> but, like, to listen to it without the visual, I was just like, I don't get it. Well, yeah, well. A lot of America did that for a long time. I know. <laughs> but you're not listening to it. But yeah, you'll like it. I'll watch it. You'll enjoy it. Okay, so the other thing, and this is the thing that I was going to tell you that you might enjoy for your like background stuff, is um, it's this huge documentary on Hulu about, it's called The Story of Film. Ooh. It's like... Um, I am, how many episodes in? You went pretty far. I'm on episode 10. Ooh. There's 15. It is a deep dive. And it's world cinema. So you get a lot of French filmmaking, German filmmaking, Chinese. And it starts at the beginning. Oh, awesome. You go through the silent era. You go through... And, you know, every country that was making movies, India, 
all of it. It's so good. And you got old directors talking. It's it's great. Oh. And I love that it's so international cinema, too. It's really fun. No, that sounds... Uh, the Story of Film. And it's on Hulu? Mm-hmm. It's called The Story of Film and Odyssey. I am definitely watching that. That sounds great. Yeah, that's good. That sounds perfect for background stuff. Yeah. In fact, although sometimes I find myself rewinding it a lot because I'm like, ugh, because I'll like get caught in an image of like a really cool camera shot and talking and mm. but it's also you know, it's you may want to watch it and then be like, hmm, I might want to rewatch this episode sometime I'm paying more attention. Right, right. But yeah, it would re- it would be a very good just background because it really is a deep dive. Better than like Law & Order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, that sounds like, great. You're like four episodes in until they even get to sound. Oh, wow. Okay. No, that sounds great. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Where am I at? I'm like 70s. Hmm. How how long are each episode? Like an hour? Yeah, like a full hour. Yeah, they're all like an hour, three minutes, an hour, two minutes. Huh. This might even be just what I put on when after Cam falls asleep and I'm still up. Yeah. And I'm laying in bed. Not wanting to watch the news anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it's my like last thing I do. Yeah, you know, that's... like that time of night where you're like, well, where I'll watch my AFI film or something, mm-hmm. or like uh, Perry Mason, and then you just kind of go to a next level where yeah. you're not falling asleep, but you're just kind of, I'm gonna watch this till I get really tired, and that's when I watch a story of film. <laughs> but it's really well done. It's good and thorough. No, that sounds great. Yeah. No. Thank you. I want to watch that. Yeah, you're welcome. Cool. I'm going good on my AFI. Yeah, how's that going? It's going good. I I was just I just surprised really liked a movie that I expected to not like today. Which one? Um uh, The Searchers. That was my first John Ford movie. It was like a a John Wayne movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I probably, if I went in expecting to really like it, I probably wouldn't have liked it as much as I did. <laughs> I was surprised that it really hooked me. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's very racist. <laughs> <laughs> but John Wayne's great, right? Yeah. I mean, I know I've I've seen some John Wayne's. And when I say westerns I don't like... I am talking the high noon stuff that's like the sheriff's in town Uh and they're going to be trouble and the bad guys and the black hats and the white hats. When it's like, like this is like uh, prairie stuff. Right. Cowboys are fine. That stuff's fine. I just, I'm not interested in the the high noon kind of Western. Gotcha. But I don't, I don't mind me a prairie, you know. (laughs) 
But it sounds like it's kind of known as a Western. So maybe when I say Western, I'm being too broad that I don't like Westerns. Oh, I, I, I'm sure it fits in the Western genre. Cam and I watched um, True Grit on the 4th of July. We, with with John Wayne, the, the John Wayne version. Okay. And it was yeah, fun. there's a newer one, huh? Yeah, with uh, um, Bridges. Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't see it. It's good. It's good, too. But, yeah, we watched it. That's a fun one. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to go camping, but too many people were going. Too many people. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, let's just stay home. <laughs> no, I liked it. I laughed at parts where they were intentionally funny and parts when they weren't. I mean, John Wayne is such a character character of himself. Sometimes uh-huh. you just have to laugh. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's. I think he's a fun actor. I I think he had fun. Yeah, and I think he did that a lot. Like the way he plays Rooster in True Grit, he yeah. I think he uh, has fun with the role, and yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen The Searchers, though. It sounds familiar, but I don't know. Yeah, like his brother's family, the two daughters get taken by the Indian tribe. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen that one. Yeah, like Natalie Wood is the daughter. Yeah. The older daughter. Well, she's actually the younger daughter, but the movie takes it's <laughs> the movie takes place over, like, seven eight years yeah, and it's really say, like, hard to tell years yeah it's I, really hard to tell that time passes so there's a little problem there but yeah uh, the uh sister in psycho is in it also oh really her name yeah huh. anyway yeah it was good like i said it was very racist <laughs> but sure Sure. Any movie like that's going to be made in the 50s. It's funny because you think movies like that, it's going to be like the good guys and the bad guys is so easy. Cowboys and Indians. But watching it through 2020 eyes, you're like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I realize the Native Americans are the bad guys, but. <laughs> right. Let's not forget what was done to them first. I know. But none of that's there. And the John Wayne character hates Indians. And you don't really know why. Apparently there's some backstory to it, but they don't tell it. And so he just, he hates them. (laughs) (laughs) It's all, it's a little cringy because of all that. Oh man, so cringy. But it is what it is. Yep. So many things are so cringy. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So much TV that we grew up on. (laughs) I know. Oh, man. True. Oh. 
So any other like little gems from the AFI that you're surprised that you like? <laughs> um, I was surprised I hated Rocky so much. <laughs> <laughs> You hated it? Yeah, I I did not like Rocky. Huh. Um Yeah, I think I might like the later ones a little better, but there was I don't know. It was just mm-mm. The acting's not great. No. It was a it was a little sloppy, I thought. The writing yeah. and the acting. But I get that he wasn't, you know, he wasn't a pro at it. It's the original independent movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, try to yeah. respect that. But yeah. Watching it as a person today as an enjoyable film, it was me. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, well, go ahead. Yeah. No, the other ones. Except for a couple of them are way better. I think I, Rock, I think Rocky Balboa is the best one, and that's the one that came out just a few years ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could I could see that. I could see that they probably improve. Yeah. This one was a little underwhelming and a little rough. Well, and. Adrian is just so annoying. <laughs> See, I didn't mind Adrian. <laughs> you what? I didn't mind Adrian. Oh. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I watched Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. That was fine. Okay. Oh, Sophie's Choice was oh, good. That is rough. <laughs> See, I. It was way easier to watch than, like Schindler's List. I had no idea it had to do with the Holocaust. Too. I thought, could, you know the. Oh really? Oh. I, I didn't know anything about this movie except for Sophie's Choice, and I honestly, you know, like the uh, Kramer versus Kramer, uh-huh. how it's like. Is it her and Dustin Hoffman are the uh-huh. parents? Uh-huh. I totally, like, combined it and just thought it was something about, like, having to choose a child in a divorce or something. (laughs) I get, like, 15 minutes into this movie and I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) It's not going to be that easy, is it? (laughs) I think that's why when people say it's a Sophie's Choice. Well, it could still They're be that. They're not reading. Do you want to live with your mom or your dad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew it was a bad choice, but <laughs> I just didn't know. No, that's a movie I have only seen once. And I saw it like when it came out. So I was, what, 10? When did, when did it come out? Um, it kind of broke my brain I think you would find it a good watch it I don't know I basically spoilers basically by the time we got to like Sophie's Choice it's at the end right 
And you already knew the little boy had been separated from her anyway and probably died in this children's work camp. Nothing good happened to this kid. And if she chose the little girl, it was like almost doing the little girl a favor. Right. So to me, I mean, it would have been a horrible choice to make, but she actually made, you know, gave the little girl a quick death, which would have been a favor for her. Right. I mean, whatever. It's horrible. All of it's awful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. It came out but when I was not 11. Like, it's I... not like she sent her little girl to a Nazi camp to die, and she and the little boy took the train home. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Bad yeah. all around. <laughs> and yeah. she never meets up. I mean, if she still had her little boy, like if he made it through the camp and she had him, now that would have been horrible. Right. But she never. She doesn't even know what happened to him. Yeah. No, I, I need to give that a rewatch because, like, honestly, I, I saw it when I was, like, 11 or 12 years old. So her performance is incredible. Yeah. Kevin Klein is so good. I didn't even remember him being in it. It's I like just, his first movie. I just remember her having to make that choice and just being, like, it, like, broke my brain that a parent would have to make that kind of choice yeah for me I guess just because the way I looked at it it just didn't make that big of an impact on me yeah well I was a kid sure I get that (laughs) 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 you probably shouldn't have seen it (laughs) (laughs) you know mom and dad inappropriate (laughs) 1982 yeah so you were like 10 11 11 yeah yeah Yeah. so saw a lot of inappropriate movies (laughs) 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 oh man i'm glad oh yeah yeah no i'll what did i think i think that was on hbo max yeah, I'm gonna have to give that a shot. It's a very, it's a very good movie, and it's some good performances. I enjoyed it a lot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I, I am um, Meryl Streep. I'm all about her. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Whenever, yeah. It's like she's we're not. not jo- yes, yeah, she's not one of those actresses, and I'm like, I just don't understand Over- what people see in her. You know, no. She's the one that I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, she and this, I, I, this is the most impressed I've ever been by her. Nice. I enjoyed Lord of the Rings better than I thought. <gasps> really? You need to, you need to get on Instagram, Sue. I've got all these down. <laughs> I absolutely hated duck soup. I hated it so much. <laughs> The Marx Brothers. (laughs) I watched it in the living room, and Rob was in his little sunroom study room next door. (laughs) When it was over, I just like stuck my head in his door with his face, and he goes, "What was that?" (laughs) Like it was duck soup. I hated it so much. He said it. He goes, "Oh, it sounded so bad." (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man. <laughs> that was not for me. Yeah, I know. I'm not a Marx Brothers. Nope. Nope. Or a what are those other brothers? Stooges. Oh, I can't stand them. <laughs> I haven't even watched enough of them to have an opinion. Oh, I have an opinion. I don't like them. Oh, God. I hate them. Anyway, it's going good. Cool. Yeah, that makes me happy about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and I, I have access to the library, so I'm catching up on all of the movies I had to skip because I didn't have access to them. And plus, having HBO Max, I've got, like, most of the movies. Awesome. That's that's so cool that you're doing that. It is so fun. And it's it was like I decided to do it in January, and what a great year to do it. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. I need to do some sort of list like that. I need some sort of goal. Yeah, I so like the goal. Watching stuff willy-nilly. Yeah, the goal's good. Yeah. I work well with goals like that. Yeah, me too. I like get fired up about it and into it. I'll have to find a list. I don't know if I'll do the same one as you. Maybe just find a different one and we can compare lists. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, anything else? No. That's enough. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm going to. That's fun. I'm going to go grab Weathering Heights off of my bookcase. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. I want to read it again. It's been about 20 years. You should. You should read it and then watch it. Yep. So, cool. I've got some goals now. Thank you, Emily. You're welcome. Yep. So, all right. Well, hopefully this one sounds better. Sorry, guys, about the last one. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry, we were gone for like two years, then came back with a really crappy podcast. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Please forgive us. (laughs) But, but yeah, we'll try and do this a little bit more frequent. I will start writing down more of what I'm watching, so I'm more prepared. Yeah, I need to. I. Every time I start, okay, I need to do this, and then I, like, watch my first show, I'm like, I'll remember, or I'm going to write that down later, and then I don't, and then I'm like, shoot, like the day before we record. Oh, yeah, no, it was. I go through my watch lists. It was, like, just a few hours ago. I was like, okay, what have I been watching? (laughs) (laughs) I need to find, oh, I know where it is, that R2-D2 notebook that Scout gave me for my birthday a few years ago. That's always always (laughs) been my podcast notebook so i need to grab that and keep it handy so it'll get better we're still getting our feet wet again yeah so all right well until next time it's chill your own ass are we still having them chill their own ass (laughs) what else are we gonna say i don't know (laughs) that's pretty perfect to me (laughs) (laughs) that's what we've been watching (laughs) i just saluted (laughs) but you couldn't see it (laughs) nope (laughs) that doesn't work (laughs) so (laughs) i could do some uh 
Three Stooges sound. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. Come here, come here. Isn't there one that always does? Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know those noises. <laughs> Harold is probably dying. <laughs> I think he's so I don't know. He likes Laurel and Hardy. I like Laurel. And Laurel Hardy. and Hardy is okay. Yes, but he likes Buster Keaton. That's good. That's. Good. I don't. I've never heard him talk about the Three Stooges. Oh, okay. <laughs> you may have just saddled him. Sorry, Harold. <laughs> He's all incensed. <laughs> all right. Good night. Sorry, Harold. Okay. All right. Well. Good night. Talk to you later. Hello. 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 How do I sound? Way better than last time. Oh, good.